What's up, guys? And, uh, <laughs> you know what, dude? This is a special uh, treat tonight, man. Karina Klein is uh, who we got with us, which is me, as I try to sound like a radio station more than one. <laughs> I'm already baked, dudes. Karina Klein, artist, DIY punk, you know, survivor in Los Angeles, starving artist. I'm eating pizza combos, sorry about that. Fucking munchies, man. <laughs> Well, it's been a fucking interesting third season. We've had some pretty cool fucking episodes, I guess. We as in me. <laughs> I hope you guys have been fucking holding up all right during this shit. I'm just going to keep cranking these motherfuckers out. You know mine, what I'm doing. Letting you know you're not alone. As much as possible. Well, I met Karina over at Poor Kids Mansion, and uh, I decided, you know, I started like following her on Facebook. Very health conscious. She's very fucking active man you know and uh it was cool to get her in here because I'm all down with fucking women empowerment dude oh fuck don't you hate it when you put more than one combo in your mouth <laughs> what do you say oh my god mmm Karina's awesome, dude. I hope you guys have a good time. Generation X was one of my fucking first punk rock cassettes I ever got. In fucking North Carolina. I heard Karina has a huge crush on Billy Idol. I think she's got a Billy Idol story, maybe. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I'm glad you guys have stuck around this fucking long. That's amazing. Now with over uh, 1,100 fucking listeners. I can't fucking believe it, dude. I remember when this shit came out of nothing, man. But that's what this episode's about tonight. DIY, punk rock... Starting it from the fucking bottom up, man, with nothing. And how to beat that fear? Let's talk to Karina Klein and get this motherfucker fucking rolling. Thanks, Billy Idol. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right, man. Welcome back, guys. Uh, I got Karina on the horn here. Karina, how you doing tonight? 
I'm alright. I'm just sweating my fucking ass off because it's like 102 degrees. <laughs> Not but it was. It was earlier. <laughs> I know. It's fucking hot here in Seattle, too, where I'm at, like, set up now. So, um, yeah, I uh, went to this punk rock swap meet today and uh, scored a Cliff Burton shirt. That was pretty cool. Nice. <clears throat> yep. And then... Uh, just been excited to do this show tonight, man. I didn't know what we were really going to talk about or whatever, but I was like, well, she's fucking cool as fuck. Let's just get her on the show and see what the, how it fucking goes, you know? Okay, well, let's start with, uh, I guess, Billy Idol, you know, because like, my song. My <laughs> song, I think, the intro, you know? I don't know. I just love that song. <laughs> I, I fucking love it, man. And I was uh, talking about how I uh, had a toy store in uh, Eagle Rock for a minute, and... Um, I had met right at the end of the toy store or whatever, I had met this kid named Michael and uh, he's from the Philippines and he, uh, he wanted to smoke a bowl with me. And I was like, well, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 17. I was like, nah, dude. <laughs> and he, he, he appreciated that. I didn't, you know, smoke with yeah. him, you know, like a year later, you know, he has me over at his house and stuff, and he's like, yeah, come on over, you know, uh, my life really improved after, you know, I met up with you and everything and all this stuff, and I wanted you to come smoke a hookah with me and my friends, so I went over there, and it was like him and a bunch of these, like, Japanese kids, and they're all smoking now the hookah, but they're all eyeballing me, and I was like, why are, you know, do I stink or something, you know, <laughs> like, and uh, I asked them, you know, what, what's going on, and they were like, no, man, these and this was like 2014 or 15, and I said, what's going on? And they were like, no, these guys follow your art, man. They know you. I was like, what, yeah. are, you what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea of, like, fans in Japan and shit, you know? Uh, and then the guy's brother, Michael's brother, came in, and he's from the Philippines, and he was like, oh, my boss wants to talk to you. So he he he, he gets this guy on the horn, and he's like, hey, Adam, man, I'm a huge fan of yours, man. And, you know, talking, and, and I was like, okay, cool, nice nice to meet you. I got out to Horton, and I was like, who's that? And the guy's like, oh, that's Billy Idol's son. <laughs> I know, I was totally, I was jealous, and I was the one who was happening. <laughs> Dude, I, like, one time, only once, obviously, uh, I guess I missed my chance to, like, to meet him. Uh, we went to see him in Anaheim at House of Blues, which was, like, lame anyway because it's right. like a bunch of like orange county soccer mom whatever like lame ass people of course but whatever like try to push our way up to the front and the people were being assholes you know they didn't want us to do that so whatever afterward we got to go up to the foundation room somehow my ex-friend like sw swindled her slutty way like up there <laughs> yeah. so we were both up there waiting and then they're like yeah yeah he should be coming uh <laughs> coming in in a, in a little bit and i was like yes 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 it's my fucking chance is like my only chance and then like oh. uh, and then uh, a couple minutes later or like it was like 20 minutes later they're like oh yeah he already left oh. and I was like, but before that before that uh they didn't even finish the last song like i don't know if something was wrong if he was like fucking on drugs or like whatever the fuck he just didn't look like he just didn't look like he could finish the last song and i was like i was like is he having a heart attack right now or i don't wow. know what the fuck is going on but they left and i was like dude that's like I'm like, that was, like, my only chance. And I'm like, whatever. Oh, well. And then I'm going to go to Vegas and, uh, you know, buy that whole package thing where you could, like, meet him. But I was like, it's expensive. And I was just like, forget it. I don't know. 
What was the whole package thing? How much did that cost? It was like four hundred dollars or some shit. But you got like a picture with like Steve Stevens and Billy Idol, you know, like meet and greet thing. Like that's like the only thing I would pay for. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I would never do that for anybody else. Like that is like the only person I already said this, the only person alive in this world that I care about meeting and when he dies I'm gonna be like the saddest person for like probably I said three days but I'm gonna say like a week. Oh, I know that feeling, man. I, oof, dude, lose, losing your, these guys are a part of our whole life, right? Yeah, I know. Like once that's, once he's gone, I'm just going to be like, dude, everything's, everything's done. Everything cool is over. I nothing know. Like, nothing like that is ever going to be back again. <laughs> I feel that way about so much shit already, you know, but, you know, at the same time, man, it's really like up to people like you and I, man, to recreate this new shit. And to get looked yeah, up at by some younger motherfuckers, yeah, they'd be like, "Well, you know, these guys are the we've been we survived all this shit. You know, eventually we get to, you know, reap it or whatever. I guess if that's how it works, <laughs> I'd like to think so anyway. <laughs> I just try to, you know, do cool photo shoots and like, you know, I always have like uh, I used to have like the white blonde mohawk, you know, like Billy Idol. Yeah. The color anyway, but uh, people knew me by that. Uh, now I have a Bihawk, you know, it's like neon yellow and like bright ass orange on the other side. It's and sick looking. Photo shoots, yeah, to like try to, I don't know, I just put it out there. I don't care if people think I'm like a fashion punk, whatever the fuck you think. Like, you can think whatever you want, but it's like, in the end, like, I do my own hair, my own makeup, and my own uh, wardrobe. Like, everything's my shit. You know, like, I'll make some things. Uh, I'll just find some things and put them together, and it just, I don't know, that's like what being punk is about. I'm not rich. Yeah. I, find shit. I have made shit out of from the dollar store for photo shoots, and it has come out fucking badass, because I'm just like a fucking starving artist in LA, you know? And you're using your eye and your imagination, and that's really what people are paying for, man. You know, in the end, that's, that's it, you know? Yeah. They're looking for that, and not everybody can do that shit, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. I don't make, like, a lot of money. Like, sometimes I'll get paid for, for things here and there, but, you know, it's not all the time. But, I mean, I'm lucky if I get paid at all, you know, but but I'm not some, like, plain Jane basic bitch that's, like, getting paid and has to get her hair and makeup done by somebody else. I don't know. Dude, I fucking do the whole thing, and, like, I just – I have to explain that to people sometimes. I'm like, I come here and makeup and wardrobe ready. It's like, all you do is fucking shoot me pay me and then that's it it's like you know i always pick a location pretty much to yeah the most part like uh murphy's ranch like the old uh it's supposedly like the old like nazi uh some weird like nazi thing and here in uh, la it's like uh, i forget huh. exactly the whole story it's like a ranch and they were like i guess during that time of nazi germany whatever they were like building some ranch where people could live on it you know uh i guess kind of a little bit off the grid but i think they put too much money into it it didn't work out but whatever it's abandoned now and it has like all this graffiti and shit all over it no shit you know, like, i try to do a bunch of those kind of those photo shoots like you know like out of the ordinary kind of shit you know i'm not saying like oh nazi nazism is cool or whatever i'm just no saying, i didn't hear you say that yeah it's it's unique too you know because it's like this what it was and what it is now you know is obviously it's better off now to be utilized as this like diy front man and you know 
uh, it doesn't have anything to do with its original beginning. So exactly, and it's cool. There's like uh, there's like graffiti all over. Like I went with uh, my friend Eric. You know, he was supposed to be on the show, whatever, but we can't really ever get a hold of him. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, he he went and he he like helps me with photo shoots sometimes, and he was like picking out like, oh, this is this. Uh, this is this uh, tag and this tag, and there was like a bunch of like suicidal, you know, like suicidal tags or whatever, or Santa Monica, whatever. Uh, it was cool. There was like a bunch of tags all, all over the place. It's it, it really, it's like cool. Like a lot of like, just has, like history, really cool, like, artist feel to like, yeah. A lot of people have been there, and a lot of people have have made their mark in that place. Where is and there's another one too uh, in Chatsworth called uh, the Nike Missile Base. I just did that one too, and that has graffiti like all over, like everything it has uh, these two rusted buses and then a smashed like rusted car. That one's cooler, I think, than than Murphy's Ranch. Damn, that sounds fucking awesome, dude. That uh, these are like regular places you shoot at. Uh, yeah, like. Uh, my idea was the Murphy's Ranch one, and I think uh, the photographer saw that I did a photo shoot at one of those. So he suggested that Nike missile missile base. Yeah. And I guess that's where they had like, you know, a lot of missiles uh, testing and stuff like that. And it's just like a, another abandoned place now, which is like perfect for the times we're in, like end of the world apocalypse. Oh my god! <laughs> you can just you can hear the fucking music just playing the end of the world music all every fucking day, like yeah. oh my god, dude! It's just so uh, you know DIY man, and just I was thinking about that earlier after I went to that DIY fucking little uh, swap meet out here, man. The uh, uh, I don't know what the correct name is of it, but uh, sorry I can't plug it right now. <laughs> but uh, it is this uh, curiosity shop in uh, South Park, which is down the road from me. And every second Saturday of the month, they got the thing going. I just want to see more of this, you know, kind of what you're doing. And then like me and my crew with the comics on our end and, and, you know, I'm just chiseling on uh, comic books, you know, and um, drawing and trying to put like a team together with uh, my buddy, Mike Diana, you know, Mike Diana, you ever read Boiled Angel? No, I don't think so. He was a guy who got uh, arrested, you know, for his uh, his comic obscenity, you know. And uh, I had a few episodes with him on here and shit. Uh, oh, cool. He got, you know, he got the First Amendment overthrown on his ass, you know, basically, and went through hell. Bunch of legislative bullshit. George Romero was on uh, the movie that's on that plugs in right now called The Trial of Mike Diana, Boiled Angels. Get to go. Oh, I'm not, I'll have to look it up. Check yeah, that out. I'm not like a big comic person. Like I do like a lot of you know of that type of thing, but I just never really like sat down and like read a lot of comics. I guess. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, not everybody's into everything, but I, I want to get you know all forms of art and photography, and uh, I haven't even covered a tenth of that. I've had a couple photographers on, but we haven't even really talked about their work. So you're really the first uh, guest I've had to specifically talk about it. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I do a bunch of stuff. I mean, I'm not just some, like, some model, you know, like I do, like, right. an artist. I, like, I'm a painter. I, I do special effects makeup. Like, I went to Brazil uh, to learn how to do 
this makeup for um, Comic-Con. Oh, shit. So, like, they flew us to Brazil. Or, I'm sorry, they flew... Oh, first they flew us to Prague to learn how to do the makeup. Uh, yeah. From, from the people that did the makeup for that show, Carnival Row. I don't know. I, don't, I never watched it, but... Huh. I've never seen it either, but... With Orlando Bloom and mm-hmm. I forget the other girl's name, but whatever. They flew us there, and it was pretty much, like, 24 hours. They flew us there to learn how to do the makeup, so we're all, like, professional, me and this other girl who does makeup, like, all professional, like, learn how to do the makeup really quick, uh, you know, figured it out, and then after that, we were like, all right, let's fucking walk around now. So we're, like, walking around, and I was like, let's get this absent. So <laughs> it goes from, like, uh, going to work and, like, learning how to do this stuff, and then we're, like, drinking absinthe in the street. I don't know. We were, we were only there for 24 hours, so I just wanted to, like, get it in. Sounds like an amazing 24 hours. It was pretty good, yeah. So we just, like, hung out. We went to this uh, Hell's Bells bar. Uh, that was, like, like a little bit farther away from where we were staying, and it was, like, all rock and roll, like, ACDC, Kiss, like, had, like, flames. It was a pretty cool fucking bar. That sounds was, like, sick. Like, walk down the stairs, like, kind of like a dungeon type of thing. It was cool. Awesome. Yeah, so that was cool, um, you know, uh, and then I came back and we worked at Comic-Con for like a week, and we did that makeup every day, because it was a, you know what an activation is, like a, no. it's like a live, live performance, perform, it's like a actors performing uh, scenes from the show, whatever, so they had like a couple different ones there, like The Boys, they had oh, the shit. Boys Carnival Row. And then uh, another one, I forget what it was, uh, but they have those kind of activations like all over Comic-Con. Yeah. So the actors get makeup every day, you know, and this was like, like makeup with like prosthetic brow and then horns, like horns attached, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was like a crazy ass, crazy ass makeup. Intricate. It's... Yeah. Was, yeah. A lot of hours and just a lot of critical thinking. So yeah, I just do like a lot of art stuff and. I mean, I don't turn it down. Like, when people ask me to do it, I, I just say yes, you know. Like, I just got to do, like, this wood graining. I never did wood graining before, but uh, this fellow painter of mine, like, showed me how to do it, and then I did it. And I'm all, like, freaking out because I'm like, what if, what if the client doesn't like it, you know? Like, but I just, you know, sat there, and I just, like, fucking did it, and it came out awesome. Like, you really liked it? And I was like, all right, cool. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the ending you want. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> the ending, the ending with, uh, you know, playing in my head. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about the Comic-Con, like, real fast, like, and back up a, a minute. Um, yeah. Because when you do these, like, really intricate activations, like, you, um, the, the response and the looks on these, on the fans' faces... Do you ever get like to really look at like how they're responding to you, uh, and uh, like does that feel the best to you? Is that like one of the best payoffs? Because to me, it is. It's like whenever I someone reads my comic, you know, like I'm like, yeah, I can get this and that off of it. But you know, when they get that uh, initial reaction to what you're doing, that's yeah, that's worth its weight, right? I mean, that no, you're doing something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you're doing, it's the same thing in, in tattooing. Cause like I tattooed for 10 years. Like I fucking tattooed for 10 years. Like I sat there, you know, like, and I tried to do it here in LA and I just fucking, I just look, I'm over it now. Like I, I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But, um, after I tattooed somebody, you know, like a couple people like are, you know, they almost are like crying cause they really love what you did. And like that, 
made me feel like, okay, I'm helping these people out. Or when you cover up someone's fucking tattoo that's like, looks like shit, you know, they really hate it, they're not happy with it. You <laughs> right. cover it up, and they, they are just like very happy, you know, like, like I feel like, uh, you know, I'm like providing, like I'm doing a service, like helping them out, like, like doing something for them for the good. Yeah, I like that, man. That's good. That's kind of pretty much what I want on the show, man, is that kind of art therapy slash inspiration you know, yeah. a lot of people that you know are listening to this are like I noticed are are a lot younger, and uh, you know um, they're like you know really just kind of looking for that eccentric uh, you know art that is inspiring to them, and you know to get to hear about it. That's that's what I'm trying to just audibly put down on a radio you know show or whatever. Yeah, and. Going pretty good, dude. <laughs> keep, keep on keeping on. Like, do art. I mean, it does. It sucks being a fucking starving artist. Yeah. Sure, but, I mean, like, I've been doing it. I've been in LA for like, like over ten years. Like, I don't even know exactly the, the amount of years I've been here, but like over ten years. Um, but you know, I, I kind of have it like dialed in, like how, you know, because I don't make a lot of money because I, I do like gig jobs or whatever. But when I first moved here I was like eating Taco Bell like 99 cent burrito like that is what my lunch was every day yep. and then I was recycling cans and bottles at the tattoo shop I worked at from the guys that were eating lunch yep. I would recycle the cans the bottles and like buy my lunch from the grocery store that was like right across the street you mm. know like but finally um, after a while I was like oh man like you know I didn't know about the EBT card then like everybody has an EBT card in California I didn't know about that then and and um, this other guy at this other tattoo shop I worked for, he was like, you got to get that card. And yeah. I'm like, damn the man. I'm like, I, I'm not going to be on welfare. Cause you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania. Like when you're on welfare, that you're like really, really poor or whatever, you know? Right. And, um, I mean, my family, we were on food stamps when we were younger, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. But it's like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm eating 99 cent bean burritos every day. And like, you know, I, I just wasn't healthy. Whatever. So anyway, long story short, I'd say like stick it out if you can. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, do stick it. Stick it out if you can. Like to do art, you know, or like try to, um, you know, try to like get a job doing art that's that you can actually make money doing. You know. Yeah, man. I mean, I, uh, you know, I lived in Ohio. I'm from Ohio. You said you were from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, neighbor here. Uh. You know, my family, we all made tires when uh, when I was a kid there. But, you know, after the tire factory shut down, I mean, we ended up on stamps and shit. So, I mean, we went from, like, kind of like an upper middle class thing as far as class shit goes. Uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm glad I became punk rock and started firing shots into that whole thing <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> but, um you know, because that's really, you know, punk rock helps fucking eliminate the material mindset of it. You know, that whole thing where we're like, when we're, when we're young and, you know, that presentation of like, how hard is it going to be to go be an artist and do your own shit and, and go for that fucking thing, you know, uh, you can, you can accomplish whatever you guys want out there, you know, and yeah. Again, I mean, I never went to school. I, I didn't go to school. I couldn't afford that shit. I, I didn't want to pay back loans, so I just said, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna go to uh, Las Vegas. That's where I mm-hmm. went first. My friend asked me if I if I wanted to like come out and like stay with him and like get into tattooing because that's what I wanted to do. And I said yes. Uh, and it just I don't know. It took a long time. Like now I live in LA and I just I just didn't want to be poor anymore. Like I mean I know money isn't everything, but like I don't. I mean I'm not rich at all, but like I mean I I'm okay. You know like I'm, yeah. Like I'm not. You know I pay a lot for a room. I do, but like I, I hustle a lot. Like I, I don't want to be poor. Like if I want to buy that thing, like I want to buy it. So you got to fucking hustle, dude. You got to hustle when yeah, you live I'm in these cities. Class. Yeah, like, I'm working class, like to to the to a T. Like my, I fucking like sand sand my fucking fingernails off sometimes with like the work I do. Yeah, it's <laughs> intense. Know? Yeah, it, it gets kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, just the hours, or whatever. I mean, like that's probably why I haven't left LA yet because. I do get some really cool jobs that I have in my portfolio, you know, like where else am I going to go and get that stuff? I think I'm just like afraid to leave because uh, I don't think I'm going to get that somewhere else. But I mean, I can't be afraid, you know, like just don't be afraid. Just do it. You know, I mean, that's that's what I always do. I just, I just do it. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Face the fear, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's worth it, man. You know, it's better to fucking... Lounge at it too, man. I mean, just give it everything you fucking are. Come in with the wheels, you know, you know, ready to roll, you know. And uh, you know, you can't go wrong if you're using your heart, and your heart is directly in your art, and you know people are responding to it already. And you got to go to the city. Basically, that's pretty much the next move. If you're not there already, you know, you will have to locate somewhere that uh, uh, appeases to you know the kind of fucking shit that we're doing man and uh you know you can't do this in the rural uh mississippi necessarily you know <laughs> you can't you know you're not going to savannah and be like hey i want to pimp some underground comics everybody's gonna be like uh-huh you know? actually uh, georgia is georgia is like the supposedly like the new uh, Hollywood, like where they're filming, they film a lot of stuff there, and like it's true. people go there to work, you know, like it's like the know, Hollywood light. <laughs> yeah, it's like cheaper to film there, so like now they're going there to film stuff, you know. Yeah, Ball of Marvel is like film Georgia at the end of it, you know. <laughs> right, and I know. I'm like, should I just go there and check it out? But I just don't know if I can like deal with the humidity. But I think I am gonna go. The I can't, dude. My friend. Atlanta's got some cool shit, man. Little Five Points. There's some cool people down there, man. Yeah, that's where I'm supposed to go. He was saying, he was like, all right, you'll, you'll really like Little Five Points. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know what that is, but okay, I'll check it out. Oh, yeah, you'll love it, dude. It's cool as fuck. And that, right. yeah, it's it's history, man, for sure. Going way back. And, uh, but, you know, also, to live there full time, man, that's a totally different thing. You know, visiting that shit, it's kind of like visiting, you know, any, a lot of other places too, but you wouldn't live at Graceland necessarily. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I really don't want to pay so much. Anymore. Like, I don't even have air conditioning. I was just telling you this before, like, I don't have air conditioning in this room that I rent, and it's like 108, 102, 97 degrees. I'm like, I, this is the <laughs> Like many years with me, like that where I haven't had air conditioning in my car or my or my uh, room, so I'm just like, okay, I'm like trying to see like how tough I really am or something. You know? 
I would say it like this. If I was writing a fictional story, I would tell you to go to Home Depot and just walk out with one because they would look at you, dude, and be like, she she already paid for it, right? So well, I'm not allowed to. Uh, I'm not allowed to have one in this room. So oh. it's, it's already so expensive. You know what I'm saying, like, I pay nine hundred dollars for a room. Oh god. Room, and like, then it's like I'm not allowed to have AC on top of that because I guess the bill would be too high. Whatever. I don't know. But that's how it is in LA. Like you just gotta get the suck it up. Like you just suck it up. <laughs> you gotta you get, get a sledgehammer and just built, busted into the wall and be like, oops. Did I do that? <laughs> Fucking put that motherfucker in there, you know? know. It's like actually like the nicest neighborhood I've ever lived in, so I'm like, I can't really complain because I have lived in the fucking hood, you know, like, it's, I've lived in the valley, San Fernando Valley, I don't know. Mm. If you know, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not great. I lived in East LA, I mean, um, honestly, like, I like, I do like East LA. And yeah. I would live there if I could find a little apartment you know that wasn't like super shitty or whatever because they have like all these dollar stores that you can walk to everywhere they're everywhere co- uh, costumes from from all those dollar stores that like you can walk to on that strip like i've made costumes and made money off of the costumes just from those places isn't that great dude that's yeah. fucking amazing man that i found awesome. uh i love the man bless the dollar tree specifically because uh, <laughs> you know damn well it's a dollar and that's yeah. it you know that family dollar they'll fuck with you they'll be like oh three yeah. three ninety nine you know what dude you know or uh dollar value or whatever dude but i would say the the 99 cent only store and i i, I always say i want to write them a letter because if it wasn't for that store like i probably would possibly be not eating at all like right when i was really poor i was buying a lot of food from there and you can find they have organic shit in there sometimes you know like if you just like search and i still do it today like you know like i'm not as like as broke as i was then but i still go in there and i like search and i scan and i'll spend like an hour in there looking through everything and find stuff you know it's like a scavenger hunt almost you know yeah oh i love that part of that's part of the fun man um you know i i like the candy because they always get this. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you go, you're, it's sucking you in. When it's Easter time, like I'm like, get me out of here. Like I'll, I'll walk through and I'll pick out like one or two things, and then I'll go back the next week, and I'm like, shit, I can't do this because it's like all Easter candy, and that's my weakness. Yeah. Oh no. It's uh, I, you know what I found today, dude? I found double bubble is like my favorite uh, chewing gum, but. It's my favorite bubble gum, but it's like, it's only, it's, you know, it's because it tastes like Pepto-Bismol and I'm addicted to Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, you know, there's like that gum that tastes like it, that's double bubble. And yeah. they, they, what they did was they filled it with grape jelly and they put a donut coating around the gum. And it's, it's called a, a jelly donut double bubble. And dude, it was like the new crack. I, man, I fucking put that shit in a pipe like Pookie and fucking was like, you know, it was over. I fucking. Yeah, I got it from Dollar Tree, dude. Okay, I'm going to try that. <laughs> oh my God. It's so, uh, dude, I felt like I'm still, I had to put it down, dude. I was like, uh-uh. 
Nope. I know, right? All that sugar, you're not going to have like any teeth left. Well, that and, you know, it's just some of the best shit I've ever had. I, I don't know who thought, oh, I'm going to take a piece of bubble gum and turn it into a, a grape jelly donut. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, my thing is, uh, like, gummy bears and gummy worms. But, like, I, I eat the vegan ones. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm like... Sorry. Right. I would get down on them, dude. Vegetarian, whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sprouts and they're like big bag. I don't know. I'll eat the whole thing if I'm not careful. Oh, whew. man! It you know shit's addicting, dude. We live in an addictive uh, society, you know, and especially if you're an artist, man, you're eccentric as fuck. You know. No, no. I try to be pretty good though. Like I eat a lot of organic stuff, uh, vegetarian, vegan stuff. You know. Um, I know it's really bad. This sounds bad, but I really don't think about it anyway. If I really have a physical, like a really physical day, like I will eat some, probably some kind of meat or whatever. I don't know. Sometimes I just, my body is like, like wants to have it. It's like, it's like once in a blue moon. And I do eat tuna, you know, and, and seafood, like, like that. But I mostly eat, uh, you know, I don't eat dairy. Um, you're really conscious about what you're doing because. Yeah, I just try to, you know. I mean, I, I try not to eat, I don't like eating meat, you know, I, I just don't like, you know, the process and all that other shit, you know, fossil fuel, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do wear leather, and I'm sorry, I do, because I want to fucking be warm. Yeah. And that shit lasts longer than some plastic-ass vegan leather thing, and I know people are going to get mad for me saying this, but it's true, like, vegan leather feels like real leather lasts, and uh, Native Americans use the whole animal, bones. You know, uh, hides and they ate the meat. It's like I don't know. I just I I use leather as like I'm gonna wear it. Cause, you know, it's gonna keep me warm. You're like, thankful I, for I, it. You're thankful for it. Yeah, I mean, and, I don't go out buying like I'm gonna get all this leather. So, like I don't do that. It's, yeah, dude. I have like leather jacket, my boots, whatever. I just I don't know. I'm a fucking punk rocker. Like you're I'm not gonna wear vegan shit. Sorry. <laughs> you're good, man. You're good. You know what? Even if you chose not to, whatever you chose, and you know, it's your business, but. It is yeah. cool. No, and there's I people listening that relate, vegan. you know, they I, relate. I, I, I feel like they're really, like, that's, like, it's really hard to do, to be, like, totally vegan. Like, it's a hard thing. Like, I have some friends that are vegan, totally vegan, and I'm just like, I don't know how you guys do it, but I, I, I do I do love it, you know? love that they're supporting the cause. And can maintain, you know. Uh, yeah. I probably have the worst uh, diet in the world, you know. I don't even want to talk about mine it's just you know it's disgusting but you know um and there's just things that <laughs> i don't know i probably will create a, a new snack food that will like destroy a new generation or i don't know that that'd be pretty cool but uh <laughs> i have a couple like donors snack ideas that i wanted to come up with but um I, I'm not going to say it because I don't want someone to steal my idea. Uh, you know, you can't either. You know, someone's going to be like, oh, what is it, dude? They got a pen and pe paper ready no, right no, now. No, I'm going to tell you, but it's like a vegan, something that has to do with like vegan cheese. Like, oh, shit. Like, it already sounds fucking good. <laughs> or like a uh, vegan like birthday cake type of flavoring thing. Oh, man. Like, Motherfucker, I'm a... I'm <laughs> I'm an omnivore, man. I will fucking eat anything, dude, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got my uh, friend out here, and she just fucking makes fun of me and shit because I don't like pickles and mustard, and I can't stand pickles and mustard. 
Really? Nah. Uh-uh. I'm a ketchup-only motherfucker, man. Straight up. <laughs> it, it's, what about ketchup on, uh, ketchup on macaroni and cheese? Like, do you like that? I dig it. You know, but, you know, it's... Sometimes it just depends on what uh, uh, mac, mac and cheese it is, too, because ketchup yeah, reacts yeah. differently with different ones, you know? I know. I always say it tastes like a cheeseburger, but without the meat. I think if you get the Kraft Easy Mac, you know, that one's probably the grossest one. But then there's other ones like, you know, you can put on and it will like sustain and it won't mix in and turn pink <laughs> or whatever, you know, the ketchup. That, uh, that vegan like Daya one, uh, D-A-I-Y-A, I think it's so good. We should try it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you were like into that kind of thing at all, but. Yeah, I mean. I've been trying all, I, you know, because I grew up in, like, Boulder for a long time, too, and in Colorado, and that whole area, man, is just, it's not just vegan, but it's, like, you know, experimentally vegan. Man, I've had some crazy dishes out of Colorado. I, I can't even explain, dude. I, I don't even know how people even come up with half the shit that they do, but it, it's amazing. a lot of weed they come up with it. Whew, I wish I had that cooking mind, man, but, you know, my mind's all squishy and cartoony, you know, and I can't even think like a cook or nothing, you know. I, I like those cooking shows, though, like Iron Chef and shit. Yeah. I'll watch yeah. that and be like, woo, I'll be rooting for him, <laughs> you know. Exactly. You know, I feel like, you know, but the, you know, the, the line of work that we're actually in, you know, in reality is DIY as fuck and it's punk rock. And, uh, I encourage anybody that has that punk rock bone like we do, man, to fucking dude, just step up and go for it, man. You know, you might be hesitant. Oh, I need this and need that. You know what, man? You, you don't, if you are, if you're walking and you're breathing, you can manifest anything. You just have to concentrate. And it really does take this level of, like, sacrifice. If you're fuck, getting fucked up a lot, you know, you can't necessarily operate and do the things to produce the art, necessarily. Exactly, yeah. I, I feel like I've done my best, uh, best shit when I'm, like, sober. I don't know, I was, like, sober mm -hmm. for, like, a few months, like, a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I only drink now. I don't do anything else. Like, maybe once in a while, if someone has, like, a joint or whatever, like I'll smoke a joint or something like, but over time, you know, like I just don't do all that, all that stuff, you know, I just, uh, drink alcohol sometimes, but I don't get drunk like I used to. Like I, I was bad alcoholic before, but, uh, yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's not. So, I mean, I'd rather be clear headed and like try to get shit done, you know? I agree, man. Um, and it is, it, it does take personal sacrifice to leave one world to give to another, man. Because a lot of times I've noticed with artists, they're extreme into shit that prevents them from being at full potential. Yes, it is true. It's very true. Like, um, I don't even know how many times like I have been hungover as fuck and like tattooed, and it's finally I'm like I can't do this anymore, and like I would have to like not fucking drink, and then you know. And tattooed the next day, like, anytime I had a hangover and tattooed, it seemed like the day went on for, like, 48 hours instead of 24. Like, everything was just, like, dragging out. It was taking forever to do everything. Like, 
it's just not worth it, you know? Like, and uh, I do remember when I was sober for those three months, like, I started doing shit like that I didn't usually do. Like, I would actually sit down and, and paint more watercolor, mm-hmm. you know, like tattoo flash kind of stuff where, like, I have this Agent Orange hat and I would sit down and, like, paint the bill and I painted, like, blood stains, you know, <laughs> blood stains the word and, like, really cool lettering. And I'm like, wow, I'm doing a lot of stuff, you know? It's like, I love that. When you're sober, you can, like, just do a lot more things. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. But it's hard when you're in the city, too, because everybody's tying one on, man. And, uh... Yeah, so I'm pretty much a loner. I don't hang out with, I don't hang out with anybody. That's what happens to legit yeah. artists. They, seg- they segregate from the party crowd, and they end up in Hermitage. <laughs> yeah, I'm just over it. I'm too old. I'm, you know, I'm pretty old now. I'm just like, like, maybe if I go to a show, I'll drink or whatever. Like, I don't want to be around that shit every day, like... People are like partying all the time. Like it's not. I just. I don't know. I just have too much of like a hustle, and I have to get shit done. Where I'm just like, like this whole pandemic thing. I've been doing shit this whole entire time. You know, like I haven't just been like, oh, okay, uh, I'm gonna sit here and not do anything. Like I've been doing stuff. You know, like I think people should take this time and and really be like, all right, what can I do that I haven't been doing? You know, that I didn't have time to do before or something. You know. I agree. And, you know, I was talking to another friend out in the Redwoods earlier, and, uh, you know, when he, I don't know what we were talking about. He made this reference, like, well, I don't know if I have time. And I was like, dude, I don't even think time's relevant anymore, man. You know, you have all the time right now, so it's just like, yep, if you feel that, man, this is the moment, man. Somehow, the universe conspired to work for you if you look at it in a different way. You know, you might feel like, and may have felt, uh, which I've talked to a lot of people, like, you know, just like, don't know what's going to happen. Don't know where the money's going to come from. Don't know this. Don't know, you know, it's just like, just do this thing that you always wanted yeah. to always fucking do, man. And, you know, don't hurt no one, obviously, but, you know, go for, go for the art, you know, and, and that's ironic, you know, speaking in the art industry because it's so doggy dog. I felt like the virus kind of put a bite on that shit too, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I worry about that money situation all the time, but it's like money comes and money goes, you know, it's like, and somebody, somebody told me that and I had to think about that and I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Money does come and money goes like you don't always have money and then you don't always not have money. So money does come and money goes, you know, like if you just hold on to it so much, like it's like this thing that you fucking like just covet so badly. Like it's, that's not good. I, I do agree with like bartering, man, that aspect. Uh, I, you know, just without any connotations around the bartering, but just straight up bartering services and just cause money is so fucking black magic. Yo, I mean, it's just so this, disturbing and, and 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 evil and keeps coming up like over the last 72 hours too it's kind of weird it's coming up again on the show but <laughs> I, you know obviously we need to survive it's been something of concern to everyone on the planet obviously you know and yeah. you know nobody knows what's going to happen man you know uh, regardless of what trolls are saying about everything we're left in a big ass question mark still about where our what reality is. I kind of remember the last day of it, you know, the day before the virus, 
and then the day after the official virus was in effect and exactly how fast everything shifted. And I was like, man, you take that kind of initiative on your own personal end and just went for your dreams the same way we had to fucking succumb to, you know, this weirdo thing, virus. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they call it COVID-19. I'm like, really? Because it sounds like some alien ass shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it doesn't even sound, it sounds crazy. And it's just like, man, with all this crazy shit going on, guys. Just go for your fucking dream. You know, time time is not yours. We don't fucking own it. We don't know when we're going to go. You know? It doesn't, you know. Might as well just sh- shoot for it, man, you know. Just go. I've already lost so many people. I'm sure you have, too, living in L.A. Yeah. You know, it's just guaranteed, you know. And it's just like, man... Not to get too deep, but fuck it. I mean, it is it is a it is an art therapy podcast, <laughs> and you know this this is the shit that bothers people is time and money. It's a Pink Floyd album played backwards, you know. Right now, that's pretty much what we're doing. <laughs> that's true. Yep. You know, and, and it's kind of just like evil, and uh, so just you know, if you can focus on your art, y'all, man. I'm focused on this podcast because that's how this shit started. You know, I the virus started. I was like, I can't do my art like I want to. As soon as it was on, it changed the way. After, you know, 43 years of, you know, cartooning since I was five years old in 77, you know, and I remember just going at it pretty much in kindergarten. Just, I'm going to be a cartoonist, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and just have stayed there. But, uh, so in that way, I, in that regard, I've been lucky on that end, you know, and been able to be. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I was, uh, with tattooing. Like, I know I sound lame because I like don't even do it anymore. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not going to do it forever, but, um, right now I'm just like not doing it. But I did tell my mom when I was younger, it's like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a covered in tattoos. And she's like, no, you're not because I'm gonna kick you out of this house. <laughs> and look at me now. And I also did my senior project on uh, body modification, yeah. which included tattooing. And uh, then I became a tattoo artist for like 10 years, you know. Um, I don't know. I just kind of took a break from that because I want to go to work and get paid and not go to work and sit there and wait to get paid. But it's very oversaturated here in L.A. So yeah. I think if I went somewhere else, I would, you know, probably be doing a lot better in that, in that job. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is very funny. People come here and they, they're like, oh, I'm going to tattoo, and then they end up like moving back home or whatever. But I mean, I've been here the whole time. I just made other things work, you know? You have to, man. You have to have a combination. Yeah. You got to be able to have a finesse juggling it, too, right? You know? And yeah, exactly. Dealing with uh, how people are in LA, it's not exactly uh, easy. Uh... <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah. People are irritated. <laughs> I can't even imagine how it's been since the the virus started or whatever, how the attitudes have altered. No, I'm, just, I'm trying to just stay away. I mean, I'm actually, I'm sorry, I, like, this probably sounds bad too, but I'm, like, actually happy that, like, I'm like, yes, we get to wear masks now and say the fuck away from everybody because I'm pretty, like, antisocial, you know? Like, uh, so this is kind of like, I'm okay with this. 
Yeah. I know. Like, everyone stays away. And, and when there was no traffic for that, like, when everyone was staying home and there was, like, no traffic for that good while, it was amazing. And then no street sweeping tickets because the street sweepers weren't out. And I was like, damn, this is great. <laughs> no one was. Everybody was just... Yeah, now everything's going back to normal. You have to move your car, mm -hmm. you know, on the other side of the street now. And the traffic is, yeah, it's going back to normal. And, and honestly, I just don't know if I'm going to stay here. It just, it is, it gets, it's getting bad, you know, like. I know. I, to what it is, you know. You know, I, you know, I was in Venice Beach last year hustling art, you know, all summer, uh, renting a van from the van lord. <laughs> the Venice Beach van lord. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of that guy. But anyway, uh, you know, um, the whole summer, man, and, you know, I felt that winds of shit coming, you know. I was like, dude, something bad's going to happen here. And I just felt it, dude, like a, a last summer. And here it is by now, and I've had friends that have stayed on the street and they put them all in these motels, but they don't really let them leave or nothing, dude. And, they, yeah, yeah. you know, they're like on some regulatory shit. It's like, what in the fuck? That part bugs me the fuck out, man. It's like, you can't be on the street, but, you know, you can be in a motel. They got from the motel, and then they're stuck in there. And I'm, that, they're in there right now, man. These uh, people I know from Sioux Nation, man, uh, I wanted to get them on their own episode, you know, but they're not, they're not into it, you know, and I, I respect that. I mean, that's why I, I try not to have a substance abuse problem at all, because, like, it can easily go south, and then you will fucking be on the street here, and I, I mm -hmm. that is what I think about a lot, and I'm like, I do not want that to happen, and it could happen to anybody, anyone, like, someone that doesn't have a substance abuse problem, but I try my damnedest to, you know, make sure that I'm going to work or whatever, like showing up places, you know, um, I mostly keep my word. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And then that's why people call me back for things because I kept my word and I, I, I said what I was going to do. Uh, I did what I did, what I said was what I was going to do. And then that's, you know, that's what I can say to people, like, just keep your word. Cause like your word really does mean a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, like it's like important. You know, it, that, even if you're not the best, damn you're right, the man. Best <laughs> yeah. Even if you're not the best at something, just show up. Like, mm -hmm. Just show up, and you know, because like it just, it's easily your shit is taken away from you. Like someone else will get your job, or someone else, you know, like. Yeah, it happens like, like that. Happens, yeah. You're gonna be on the street. It's like I don't know. It's all about hustling. You gotta like keep your word. You gotta like be on time. You gotta, you know. Keep it you, man, too. And, you know, just, like, you know what you got to offer and whatever you're doing, what you're doing, you're doing a lot, man, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm hustling uh, cigar boxes. <laughs> I'll be I'm getting these uh, free cigar boxes over here in my neighborhood and then uh, drawing on the tops of the lids, you know. And Oh, see, I wouldn't have even thought of that. See, there you go. That's pretty cool. I got that from New Orleans, man, where my mom is. You'd like you'd like her, dude. She's cool. <laughs> but uh, man, this has been great, dude. And uh, I, you know, if you want to do a full hour, we can. But it's you know, this has been great just as it is. And uh, I felt like you know, um, 
I wanted to thank you, you know, for taking this time and, and, uh, you know, talking about things that, you know, they obviously confrontated with the, the inner artist and the strife with all these artists out there and these younger guys than us too, you know? And, um, this is really for these, those guys too, really how I feel, uh, personally after seeing how, um, how many have responded to the podcast and shit. And so you, you being on here is, it means a lot to me, dude, because I'm going to call this episode punk as fuck. <laughs> And it is, dude. And I appreciate you being here, dude. Yeah, no problem. Yep. I mean, just try to put the good word out, you know. I don't know. I just, I don't want to be like, stay in school, kids. (laughs) I really want to say that, but the only advice I I can give is just like, man, just do not get caught up in fucking drugs because it is not worth it at all. Like, zero percent. Like, fuck all of your shit up. It will fuck up the person that you care about the most. And yourself. So that's all I can say. And plus, like, we're artists, so we have, you know, we already have, like, emotional things going on. So it really does intensify that shit, and it, and it brings the depression on, like, more than it probably should. So that's why I try to stay away from a lot of stuff, you know? And I, I don't drink a lot. I try not to get, like, wasted, you know? Yeah, man. If I'm really having a shitty day, then maybe I'll be like, all right, fuck it, but... Oh, God, dude. And, you know, if you're on a, if you are dealing with like mental illness specifically and you're like prescribed and shit and you drink, that's not going to work either, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's cool to be a crazy artist, but not like totally insane. You know, man, and it's okay that you have to be on meds or whatever. Maybe I can't sit here. At one point, I would have been like, fuck Big Pharma. I still feel that way, but. And, you know, there's this fine line of, does a person actually need medication? I don't know. You know, it's so... Oh, well, actually, I, I took some... Uh, I, I was having, like, seasonal depression really badly. I did take some for a while. I didn't like how it made me feel. I also have some ulcer issues. Um, but the lady told me about something natural. It's called lion's mane. Mm. Like, lion, you know, lion's mane. Yeah. And it comes in a, in a dropper form, and you put it under your tongue. So, I mean, if anybody wants to try that, you know, that plus, like, St. John's Wort or whatever, like, that kind of stuff. Did St. John's Wort work for you? I think it did. Uh, When I took it a long time ago, and I took it consistently, it did. But I'm trying this lion's mane stuff out now, and I want to see if if that is going to kind of help. Because, like, the thing I was thinking was, like, um, I guess it was, like, one of the better antidepressants but I, it kind of like made me feel like I was on like a drug you know like like too much energy like, I don't know I mean it was weird I don't know I just I want to feel like myself you know I want to feel like I'm on speed <laughs> I know I hate that you know um, and I was talking to a friend earlier who uh, uh, I had you know I had a, a friend who had uh, uh, passed away and he was on uh, antidepressants, but they had him on the Zyprexa. And that one specifically, man, that's some, like, shit that makes people suicidal on purpose. That's what oh, I... I, uh, it, I mean, that's why I stopped taking that stuff. Uh, I was like, no, I'm not going to... I don't want to... Because my dad, uh, he committed suicide. He was a manic depressant, and uh, he was... I guess my mom said he was taking medication... 
it's fine. It, it happened a long time ago, but you know, it's like, you, these are things you try to learn from. So I told myself like, I wasn't going to be somebody that was like on medication. There's always another way to, to do something, you know? And I feel like they just want to make money off you anyway. And it, I mean, it happened when I had ulcers to uh, this lady, you know, my primary doctor gave me some Prilosec, whatever, and you're only supposed to take that shit for like seven days, uh, up to 14 days, whatever. She kept refilling it and refilling it and refilling it. I threw it out and I'm like, I'm not gonna do this. Because um, this one guy told me about this other stuff, like cabbage juice, glut glutamine. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, it heals ulcers, and I didn't know that. So I started like looking it up. So I pretty much took like powdered cabbage, you know, and juiced um, raw cabbage. And then it started getting better. And now I just am be, I'm careful about what I drink, like alcohol-wise. And I mean, it's better than it was. Otherwise, I still would have been like laid up in severe pain, you know? Yeah. So I just try to do things naturally, you know? Like I try to, I go on the internet and I research. Uh, if I have some, if there's something wrong, I'll like figure out the natural way to do it. Mm. Instead of going to the doctor and like, you know, letting them be the death of you. Yeah, because that's basically what you're doing is putting your life in the their hand. Yeah. You know, I they'll give you something else. They'll give you a pill for something, and then when that fucks something else up inside, they're going to be like, "Well, take this for that." And it's like, why the fuck do you want to be on all these pills? Just <laughs> use some fucking organic vegetables and fruit, and you know, take some vitamins, whatever. Like, work out, call it a day. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's like, and you know, you don't want to go to the fucking hospital now, anyway. I know. I Ugh. did. I had to go. I sprained both my ankles recently, and uh, uh, I was scared shitless. I wore an N95 mask and everything. I was like, uh, I was afraid. But uh, thank God it was broken, and I they like sent me home with crutches, and I mean my ankles are still kind of messed up, but uh, I have to do physical therapy. I should be good. I'm, I I heal fast. I'm like healthy. So. Dang, dude. <laughs> Yep, that's my life. The surprise ending of the show, no one suspected. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, well, I, mean, I, have, I have a lot of crazy stories, but obviously we don't have time today. But well, you, I would like to have you back. You know, there's a we're doing a. I'm gonna it's gonna keep doing them. So if you uh, are feeling it, you know, I, come on back, dude. It's cool. You you All got right. you're very insightful. You got a lot of shit to say. It's punk as fuck. Like I said, that's the show, guys. And Hey, man, thank you, thank you. And, uh, guys, you got a lot of cool-ass tips from Korean tonight. You should listen to this shit. She's on the money, you know. This shit's on the money, man. Uh, just uh, take care of yourselves out there. Thanks, Korean, man. I'm going to have you hold on for a second, and I'm going to wrap right. this motherfucker up. All right, hold Thanks. on. <laughs> Good old Vice Squad. Well, that was a hell of a fucking show. Uh, 
Nice closer. <laughs> I'm loading my fucking Gorilla Glue here on Saturday night. Nice way to spend a fucking cool ass weekend night with a good friend Karina. Wanna thank her. For fucking schooling us too, man, you know? Once you've been doing this shit long enough in Hollywood too, man, one of the surefire things of if you're in a punk rock fucking circuit like we are, you'll end up at the Rainbow Room. If you end up at the Rainbow Room, man, back in the day anyway, man, which wasn't that long ago, even now, but they do have the best pizza on earth, man. Oh my God. I should have asked Karina about that. Maybe next time. I'm sure she agrees. Well, thank you guys for your patronage, man. You guys are the rockers. Tuning in. Getting your fucking underground cartoon therapy on. <laughs> Is it working? I hope it's working for you. Totally experimental shit, man. DIY punk rock. That's what it's about, man. Well, I don't know what's coming up next, man. I'm going to talk to my buddy Avenue AJ. He's a hustler in Lower East Side. Hustling records. I was going to talk to a few other people, too. I don't know who I'm fucking talking to anymore. First come, first serve. But I can tell you for sure... On the 23rd at 3.33 Pacific Coast time, I'm going to be recording fucking an episode with Steven Leba, who's a fucking good friend of mine, and I'm really excited about that one, dude. I like everybody that gets the fuck on here, man. I like the ones where I just tell stories, too. Hey, man, if this alleviates your PTSD, man, and whatever mental illness you're fucking dealing with, dude... Do your art. Don't feel bad about it. Just fucking go for it. Just go for it, dude. Don't feel bad about it. I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to break that fucking barrier. You can do it. You can call me. You can contact me on Anchor Podcast and all the other bullshit. And I'll fucking respond back to you. You guys be good. You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy.